Hey Flingers, it's showtime. Just wanted to thank you for listening to today's episode of Future of the Fairway, which is brought to you by the American Classic Golf Club, the home of the first World League Fling Golf Tournament. The American Classic is a nine-hole family-owned golf course located in the Lewis Rehoboth Beach areas of Southern Delaware. So if you're ever on vacation or ever in the area for whatever reason, we would love for you to swing on by and give our track a try. And hey, you never know who you might run into. But anyways, we hope to see you around. And don't forget, you got to aim high to let it fly. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm going to Walmart and trying to buy like a golf glove. You know, I don't know what I need for fling golf. So I'm trying to show prepared. I don't have anything, you know. I was like, you don't need tees. I was like, so I just called him. I was like, what do I need? He's like, just show up. I was like, okay. And welcome back to the podcast. This is Adam Goblin, the podfather. Uh, excited to bring you another episode today uh, with today's guest being Ryan Stainbrook. Ryan, uh, known as Soldier Boy, um, and I have a, had a great chat. Uh, talked about uh, his uh, his path to fling golf, like we do with a lot of guests. Um, started um, last year, he made his way to Virginia, uh, and then hit uh, every one of the tournaments so far this year. Uh, really, you know, making a lot of improvements um, and uh, finishing uh, in the top ten in Colorado. Um, Ryan and I had a great conversation about his, um, his background. Um, Ryan, uh, is retired military, um, having served with, uh, the army. We talk about that and, uh, the challenges, um, from that, uh, as well as, uh, the benefits and his family and, uh, just a really great conversation. He's a, a fantastic guy and I think you're really going to enjoy, uh, getting to hear from him. Um, he tells some great stories, um, so <laughs> stick around and, and listen for those. Um, and uh, yeah, have a uh, have a great time listening.
see me? Hey, I can. All me right. <laughs> we can get it fixed here one way or another. I was, uh, oh man, I'll just email you. There we go. Yeah. I think there, yeah, I just had a missing letter or something that was in the, that made me from a audience member to a speaker, I guess. All right. All right, cool. That's funny. Well, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, another week. Um, we uh, we had some crazy travel past two and a half weeks. So I was mm. out for for a full week. I got back, and two hours later, Kathy left. Oh man, she was gone. And we we met up in uh, in Alabama for my 25th year high school reunion. And then we, I came back home with the kids. She went back to DC for some uh, a couple more days of work. So uh, <laughs> we're. Uh, you're hopping. You're moving. You're island hopper. You got to change your name. <laughs> State hopper. Jeez. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was good. It was good. Well, that's uh, good. Alabama was a good visit. Yeah, it was quick. Like we got in on a Friday night and left on a Sunday morning. Um, but we got to stay with my parents and uh, my one of my sisters and her kids came up Saturday. Oh, nice. The kids got to play with their cousins. So that was fun. That's good. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, let's see. Are you able to hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right. Your audio is coming through uh, pretty good, too. Uh, upload looks good. Um, so I'll go ahead and I will. Oh, we're already recording. So we'll just start at some point. Okay. Um, <laughs> after a. <laughs> I forgot when uh, we. I guess it automatically uh, started. Um, at some point, whenever we wrap up, I'll go through and say good talking to you, uh, take care, and we'll say our goodbyes. But that'll just be for the show. I'll then stop the recording. We can chat briefly after that. You don't have to hang up at the end. Uh, okay. For that portion, uh, towards that. Awesome. Um, any anything. Uh, any topics to uh, to avoid or to make sure that we do chat about? Um, no, nothing to avoid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I, you know, I, let me tell you, I'm a heavy hitting journalist, so I've got all. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. <laughs> um, are you in? Are you in uh, Delaware right now? No, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm gonna turn on light real quick. See if this is different. I'm in. Um, no, I'm still in Pennsylvania, so I'm moving out. Uh, movers are coming next week, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. So, so everything's you have a contract now, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're under contract. Um, so yeah, they're uh, from West Palm Beach. People are buying it coming up from Florida. Oh, wow. So yeah, I don't know if it's family or whatnot, but. They're coming up next week. They want to do another walkthrough, you know, just to get measurements, stuff like that. But yeah, so October 18th will be our closing, and uh, I'll get to meet Catherine down in Delaware. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then y'all come over to Virginia? Yep. Yep. Then we're coming from, yep. Then we'll be coming over to Virginia. Well, I will be. She's got to work. She can't get time off. So oh, okay. she just started. So, yeah, that's rough, but. 
That's okay. Life. Well, uh, let's see. We'll we'll do. I might even just play this beginning part, we'll, but we'll do a formal formal intro. Uh, I am very glad to welcome to the podcast Ryan Stainbrook, uh, also known as Soldier Boy, uh, who is uh, joining us uh, from Western PA. Ryan, how's it going? Yes, I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Got your pirate's hat on. I see. Absolutely, it's my pirate's work hat. <laughs> I got some different ones, but uh, okay. yeah. So always. They're horrible, but I'm faithful. <laughs> so, uh, are are you originally from Western PA? I am. I'm living in my hometown now. Yeah, I oh, grew up. Awesome. I grew up literally three quarters of a mile away from here. My house still stands there that I grew up in. So, yep. Wow! Wow! Cool. Yeah, never thought family I'd come. Still around back. there too, or who is? Is, is your family? You got? Do you have family? Yeah, my whole family lives here pretty much. Yeah, I got a cousin here or there that's, you know, somewhere else, but most everybody stayed in this valley. So mm-hmm. it's too bad. <laughs> yeah. We were just chatting before we started recording that you're actually on your way out. Yes. Which is pretty cool. You got to, uh, is it now, will this count as one of the states officially recruiting another fling offer to join them to beef up? their state's uh, team and their roster? Um, Is Delaware just did they put out feelers and say, all right, who do we need to get down here? Uh, we, we feel a little bit of pressure from Pennsylvania or from West Virginia or Virginia. Like, yeah, I was getting clandestine texts. Hey, come on. And, you know, it's like draft day, you know, in the off season, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, um, no, I had the idea of it um, just talking. And when I went down there for the first time, I went down a couple of weeks before um, the American Classic to pregame it, you know. Um, so I went down there to play it a couple of times and uh, really liked it. And I came back and told Catherine, I was like, you're going to like it. Because we we're always we're always looking for somewhere to move. This is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. And it's been three years, four months since I was 16 years old. I love moving. I've moved. My parents moved uh, going into my junior year and then they moved out to Vegas, left me here my senior year. Well, I wanted to stay here my senior year. I didn't want to start a brand new high school my senior year in Las Vegas when I'm going to podunk little, you know, 72 kids to a class here. So uh, Uh they let me stay back. So anyway, since I was 16 years old, I've always been moving military of course that's what we do you know uh you don't plant roots so um we just continued that as we you know got out we love traveling too many things to see and do too many countries to go to states so many things we want to do you know it's just once you get a taste of that you know it's just we love travel i hate flying with a passion but love traveling okay but uh yeah so that's cool so so then Catherine came down, she came down for the tournament and then we were, she was just like, yeah, I like it. She's like, there's a constant breeze. We're by the beach. So then she started hunting for jobs and with her skill set, she, it only takes her a couple applications to get a phone call. And then, uh, oh, she's nice. just like, Hey, you sound like Liam Neeson and taken, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got a few skills. So, it, uh, <laughs> But uh, no, so she's been down there probably about, I think it's been about a month now, uh, maybe not even okay. pushing it. And uh, so got into a house down there. So unloading this house and we'll be down in Delaware and 
God only knows how long we'll be there until we're ready to go. I was going to ask, have y'all, um, have y'all ever lived in Delaware before? No, and or I've never lived, been um, to Delaware. Like that. Yeah, never been to Delaware until a couple of weeks before the tournament. So we've done that before. We did. We moved to Colorado that way too. We never went to Colorado and we just moved. We figured it out. <laughs> and that was without any, uh, you didn't have any uh, job placement or transfer. It was just kind of pick up those Colorado. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, we wanted to go back out West for a little while and uh, never tried Colorado. Always wanted to. So we went out to Colorado and the most expensive state we've been in yet. So we came back. <laughs> <laughs> they love taxing out there, but, uh, but no, it was good. It was awesome. Uh, but that's just what we do. So we're going to hang out in Delaware for a while. And, you know, we never set parameters. So whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. You know, we go with the flow and maintain. Cool. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about the fact that um, you and Catherine seem to have uh, some kind of anti-aging juice or potion. <laughs> <using>. <laughs> <laughs> like did y'all um, did y'all meet at this witch's seance and they just blessed you both with just internal youth uh, about that a bit. before that i wanted to get to the fling off part what was what was the initial connection uh to fling off that uh that you found and was it through the, the western pa uh, folks um it was um i knew mike edwards big cat i knew big cat um uh, beforehand we both wrestled for the same wrestling team uh same high school um so around here things are small everybody knows everybody and you know um i would go to all the wrestling matches and then i'd see mike was one of the uh varsity wrestling coaches so anyways i'm friends with him on facebook mm-hmm. and i see him doing this thing where he's throwing a golf ball and uh i gave up golf <laughs> Last time I golfed was, I figured was 2003 was the last time that I golfed. And, um, you know, like a lot of people quit, got sick of it, got tired of it. You got to put a lot of time into it and just didn't have it, you know, serving, you know, and uh, being in uniform and stuff. So I got away from it and got frustrated, broke clubs, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but then I saw him doing it and it was right after. Um, it took a little bit. It was after um, Delaware happened, the first Delaware, the American Classic mm-hmm. um, of last year. And then he started posting videos and started, you know, putting things on social media. And so it was back. It was back in July, last July. So I just shot him a text and I said, hey, dude, I was like, what's this thing you're doing throwing a ball? I said, and I honestly said, I said, I think you're on to something. I said, this thing looks sweet. You know, what, what are you doing? So he texted me back. He's like, hey, this is what, you know, it's called Fling Golf. Here's a website, this, this, and that. I'd love to take you out sometime, whatever. So it was probably about another couple of weeks, and then we finally linked up. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm going to Walmart and trying to buy, like, a golf glove. You know, I don't know what I need for Fling Golf. So I'm trying to show prepared. I don't have anything, you know. I was like, you don't need tees. I was like, so I just called him. I was like, what do I need? He's like, just show up. I was like, okay. So I showed up and so I saw him and that was the first time I met Zach. He brought Mountaineer with him um, Uh and had no idea who this guy was. So I'm sitting in a cart with him and then Maddie is in the cart with Mike. And I knew Maddie from wrestling and from before seeing him around and stuff. So, um, 
yeah, we went out there and we started throwing. And uh, of course, just like everybody else, throwing straight into the ground, doing everything. Mm -hmm. It kind of guided me, showed me what to do. And I was like, wow, okay, I got this, picking this up, whatever. So we're driving in the cart. And this is my first time ever playing. We're driving in the cart. And Zach looks over at me and he goes, so you going to the tournament in Virginia next month? And I said, tournament in Virginia next month. I said, for what? He said, for fling golf. I was like, a tournament? I was like, I just picked, I'm just through today for the first time. You want me to go to a tournament? You know what I'm saying? I was like, wait a minute. Cause I'm thinking golf. I'm thinking like to go to a tournament, you at least got to be, you know, respectable to show up or else, you know, I'm not about embarrassing myself. I try, I try my best not to do it, but it does happen. So I got my walls up and I'm just like, wait a minute, you want me to go to a tournament? I'm just like, they're trying to set me up. I'm like, what's going on? This doesn't make sense. So I was like, I don't know this guy, you know, but uh, no, he's like, no, he's like, there's a tournament coming up. He's like, you'll be fine. You know, a lot of people, you know, this is going to be the second one. Um, so I was like, okay. I was like, I'll check it out. I'll see what's going on. So I went in and saw everything. So that was, I bought my stick. That was at the very end of July. So it would have been a couple months when he said that a couple months before he said it was a couple mm -hmm. months. And then I bought my stick. I ordered my stick August 2nd of last year. And came in, and then I went to my first tournament in October and finished <laughs> lying high 30th, you know. <laughs> but it was just, uh, it was a great experience. But I just, but it, when I got there and realized, I was like, wow, I can compete. I'm not competitive per se, but I can see that I can be and I can stay. At least I can play and hang. And so that's what. That's what kept me in fling golf. And then, of course, you know, the better you get and the more you practice, the more you want to do it. Because the better you get at something, of course, the more you want to do it. So um, that's what I've just been working on since. But, yeah, that's how everything got uh, started was uh, just saw it on social media, saw him what he was doing. He took me out, a, you know, a couple times. And then um, then I just started attacking it. It was just like I was going every day. There was times I was going seven, eight times a week for like three weeks. Oh, and I come home and, you know, when that first initial shock where your arms are all tight, your forearms are part of the wrist, I, I, I couldn't use a pen for a week. You know, I just felt like I should have been, you know, somebody waiting on me. I was just like, oh, my goodness. I was like, this is working a whole different set of muscles, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. and then being, you know, in my 40s, you know, the rebound is a little less, uh, a lot less quick than it was yeah. when I was in my 20s. So. But the brain of a 25-year-old with the body of a 47-year-old, you know, they kind of <laughs> don't agree sometimes. But uh. I know, right? <laughs> For some reason, the brain is not as smart and as uh, amazing as our brains are. It seems like there's a, a disconnect. It's like, don't tell my body <laughs> that I can do this because, like, I might be able to, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like the song goes, I was good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. It's just, uh, yeah, I give you one good one. And after that, you're on your own. But, um, but yeah, that's how it all started. That's cool. And then you, um, I remember uh, you and I got to play uh, with Big Cat um, in a practice round in San Diego. Yes. Um, we, uh, before the round, I, I couple of memorable things from that was one we found we saw the rainbow on one of yes. the when we like we were come around like you know we're just kind of slogging through um 
you know, the, the wind and the, the wetness. And then all of a sudden this rainbow appears. And yeah. Like, School kids. Standing on the tee box and yeah, there it was. <laughs> yeah. And then a double rainbowed on us. And then we're just like, you know, we're going to take a time out and capture this moment because this weather's sucking right now. We need a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, it was. And then we got to hang out at um, a Capen uh, as well. Um, yes. When I, we did the the preview re- weekend, uh, which was uh, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a great time. I I hope we do something like that again. I really do. I um, mean, yeah, that was that was I've, a good. I've chatted with folks about. I, I love these. I love the tournaments. I like the competition. I like trying to you know, do better than I did in the previous one or whatnot. But yep. there's also something to be said of like going and hanging out with people we like hanging out with and having fling off as part of that, but also yes. having food and conversation and just, you know, hanging out. Um, I, the hot springs, the hot pools definitely helped. Um, yes. <laughs> since it was so cold, but, um, that spoiled us. <laughs> oh man. Right. Um, that's a different, uh, different level, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's really really cool. And you, I mean, you talk about all the work you've put in. Um, there, there have been some really really awesome results. Uh, you and Dan uh, had a great run uh, as a team in San Diego. Yes, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever met Dan. And uh, <laughs> we, you know, he he knew that course like the back of his hand, and that you know. He, he introduced fling golf to that course. And, uh, but, uh, no, he was a good partner, great player, you know? Um, yeah. San Diego was an experience. Every, everything about it was new. The weather, everything was, you know, we were all just trying to circumnavigate everything. You'd been to San Diego before. I had not. Oh, you had. Okay. I I know that there's, um, San Diego's got a, a big, military presence i wasn't sure if that was one of the places you had gone through yeah no yeah no that's mostly marine corps yeah but uh no i've never been to san diego before but i was like i know this isn't the typical weather i gotta come back and see what it's really like because <laughs> but yeah, no yeah, yeah. Play- was, uh, was was quite misleading in san diego being so beautiful <laughs> yes yeah yeah we've been deceived but it was no playing with Dan. Uh, that was great. I, we finished third that tournament. Um, that's the first time that I had ever placed, ever gotten to the playoffs. Um, that was actually my second tournament I ever played in uh, was San Diego. Yeah. And then uh, what was after that? Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, we went from February to May, didn't we? New Swarm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Delaware could have had a better showing. Um, I think I finished, was it Delaware 15th? I think I finished in Delaware mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is where I finished. Yeah, um, moving on, I wanted to be, moving on up and then, then we went to Colorado and <laughs> ended up in sixth. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. It was, um, that was cool to, uh, to see those results and, um, uh, uh, obviously, I was disappointed not to get to go, but uh, really, really cool to see how, right. how folks had finished. And um, was that the, that was the first tournament that you and Neil played together too? It was, yeah, yep. Yeah, that was first. Oh, that was Savage's yeah. debut, and uh, 
we pulled fourth out of that. And then, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's been an experience learning to, you know, partner and playing their ball and stuff and just, but, uh, we play a lot of light, but so that helps. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, Colorado was awesome. Colorado. I trained a lot for Colorado. I mean, I do in between, I play all the time, but just especially for that one, there was just something that I took away from Delaware and was just like, man, I, I just believed I was better than 15. I don't believe, you know, I, I, I know where I'm at. I know my abilities. I know my age. I know my restrictions. I know that mm-hmm. stuff, but I just believed I was better than 15. And I just, you know, so I'm going to be giving it all I got, of course. What, in Virginia. Uh, what, what, uh, what do you think clicked for you uh, in Colorado? Like, or, or, or the prep from Delaware uh, to Colorado? Was it, um, was it a focus on mid mid-range shots was it additional putting Uh, I I changed my mindset on I stopped Reggie seeking stop Reggie seeking oh okay I and I just and I know some other uh fling golfers have done this as well but and that's what I've done and I, I know and I think I believe main event had brought it up too does the same thing to where you take the cards, you take the measurements, you know, you take the distances and that's where I practice mm-hmm. from all the way from, you know, the time that they're released where we're going till we practice. And then again, like I said, I wasn't focused on, I was just shooting for the pin, shooting for the pin, just shooting, you know, mm-hmm. to knock it in to, I wasn't trying to get it on the green and through doing that, it's going to turn out, you're going to get the Reggie's, you know? So, and I don't think that's, that's a new thought process, but that was one that I had to change my mindset was, you know, I got to stop Reggie seeking because you could Reggie seek and put yourself 45 feet from the pin and get that Reggie. Yeah, and that's yeah. great and wonderful, but then you're going to, you know, good luck with that clean sweep or the three putt that might be coming up, you know? So it's just, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I really, and I really buckled down and lasered in on my short game, the clean sweep and my putty. Mm-hmm. I, I would just take days and that's all I would do at the golf course was clean sweep and putt, use the putting green, or I'd actually mm-hmm. go play around. And then on like the last two holes, I would spend like a half hour on those greens. You know, you go to these golf yeah. courses, that nobody go to, <laughs> and then you, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what I would do. And I would just sit there and clean sweep and clean sweep and clean sweep and just put myself in, in bad shots, put myself behind a tree to where one stick left or right, isn't going to matter. Well, now what are you going to do? Right. You know? So I had to learn, I was learning side shots and stuff like that. Now don't get me wrong. Those need a lot of work, but <laughs> um, right, right. it's definitely something that that was what changed for me was uh, just mm-hmm. focusing and just clearing the record, clearing your mind, clearing everything when you're playing. I had too much, crap going on in my head when I'm sitting there before I'm throwing the ball, you know, I'm getting ready to throw the ball and I'm sitting there Mm -hmm. thinking about fly fishing or I'm thinking about, you know, Oh, I got to go get my deer stand out of the woods. You know, it's just weird things would pop into my mind. And it's just like, you can't do that and stay focused. So, uh, once I calmed down my ADD and then, uh, you know, drilled down and why am I really out here? So you mentioned a deer stand. Um, I'm going to have to ask the deer at Mass Nutton to make sure that they show up and, and try to give you some distraction uh, while you're, <laughs> you're Don't tempt me. I'll bring my bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you won't get any argument from, from them. Um, I've got a, uh, one of the times that 
me and Kathy and the kids were playing. Um, Gwendolyn and I were in the car together, and driven up to the green, and we turned around like, "Where, where are Kathy and Latham?" And like, there were you know five deer, and one of them just was just inching closer and closer and closer. Like Latham didn't have any food in his hands, but he was holding it out, and I was like, "My Kathy, you got to move! Like he's gonna just get jumped over with ticks." If not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, uh, but no, there was there was no fear, no fear out there. Um, no, we know that. Yeah, last Virginia when we were at the last tournament, it was the same way. It's like they're seriously just crossing in front of me twenty feet. Like back home, that happens. Yeah, you're ending up, you're going to end up on the dinner table, you know. But here, <laughs> that's a button. It's like I club them with my fling stick, and we'll be eating venison steaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I, I don't know if. Um... I mean, the deer are definitely rampant, um, but it's the groundhogs that uh. show up in even more numbers, and um, and they 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 also have no like you you got to get really close for them to to uh, to get skittish <laughs> and run away. They will run away, um, but yeah, it's- Kathy's not a fan of um, of groundhogs, and so the kids are like, "Can we try to hit them?" <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not going to drive around a golf course trying to. Can I drive, Dad? <laughs> even if even if Mom doesn't like an animal, she's not going to actively pursue them on a golf course in a golf cart. Yet, <laughs> I don't think she's going to. Yeah, they're almost as pesky as geese. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> they're the worst. Yeah, but. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Future of the Fairway is brought to you by Yada Golf. Yada Golf has the best apparel out there for fling golfers. Uh, Yada and fling golf both value inclusion, uh, being yourself, and making a statement on the course. Uh, you are not going to find any better golf polos uh, for men and women uh, out there. Uh, Yada also offers uh, gloves, uh, quarter zips, and for traditional golfers, they offer the best tees uh, in the business. So whether you're looking to uh, to make a statement uh, with your attire or get a versatile polo that can be worn both on the course and off, Yada Golf is the best place uh, for you to shop. Uh, follow the link in the episode description. Yada Golf. Enjoy the heck out of life. And now back to the future of the Fairway podcast. Well, that's cool. It'll, it'll be um, it'll be fun. And uh, it'll be fun too because uh, you and I are going to be playing together in the team tournament. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, we're still uh, – we're still uh, – workshopping some uh some team names but we'll break that news uh publicly that we're going to do that that's um absolutely i can't wait it's going to be a good time you know it's just kind of you know of course neil not going and i was just kind of like you know and then i started thinking i was like hmm you know you know Mm -hmm. i'm just one of those people i was just you know once i stick with a person that's my you know my guy that's my partner it's like i can't play you know stuff like that and it's just like yeah you can you know this is this is for fun. You know, we're having a good time and, and plus we're competitive. You're a good player. I like playing with you. We played together how many times in practice rounds and stuff. So 
Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to be in for something for uh, when we show up and get there. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I am. Uh, I think it'll be a, a test to see if you can um, carry yet another team, right? You carry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> you would actually be. I think you're my fourth partner. You're my fourth team partner. Let's see. Yeah, who'd you play with in Delaware? Jake. Well, I played with Jake in the first you're Virginia. And then, um, okay, yeah. And then with Dillinger at San Diego, mm -hmm. and then I was with uh, Neil in uh, Delaware and Colorado, and now you right, and I. Right. Cool. So I played with uh, Alexiu uh, Cutter in the first mm -hmm. Virginia, um, and then I played with TJ in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Jack and I played together in both Delaware and. New England. Uh, and so, yeah, you'll be my fourth as well. Those are all fun pairings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm serious I'm about it. I'm very focused, but I love, I like having a good time. It matters who you play. I, it does. I think it does, you know, and I think, uh, so too. I think so too, you know, different vibes, people play off different, you know, feelings, different emotions, different, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. no, it's been good. So yeah, we're going to see what happens now between you and me and, Shake yeah. things up now. I, um, I, so we were on our uh, Fury uh, group text. Um, we were we were chatting, and so Brooke, Brandon, and Britt are going to be unable to go. So we, it was me and Jack and Brooks, and so we're like, all right. So how do we match up? Me and Jack play together again. What do we What do we do? And I said, you know what? We need our best shot at taking out Apex. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Works haven't played together, and I think that uh, you know they're they're both uh, incredibly consistent, uh, and it'll be it'll be fun to see them uh, paired up together. So yeah, so I have you know nothing against. I love playing with Jack, and I'll be glad to partner with Jack uh, again. But I think it'll be fun to see Brooks. Um, you know, Brooks has a few yards on me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a few yards on the. Yeah, he, you know, a few. He's working on his distance, you know, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't even think he takes a step to throw the stinking ball and it goes 200 yards. I'm like separating my freaking hip, everything else. I'm stretching. I'm watching videos. I'm like, this dude's killing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I but, you, um, it's, um, he, he and Big Cat uh, remind me of each other and just how, how smooth and easy their throws yeah. are. Um, They're graceful throws. I think there's something about it. It, that height, you know, having longer arms, but just, you know, that, that they both have really good touch, um, especially, yeah. from, and I've said this probably with Legos a few times, but uh, from 150, like I'd watch a big cat throw a 150 yard approach to the green. Uh, Effortless. Time, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be birdie hunting as, as opposed to geese hunting. We will probably have to avoid some geese on the, Woodstone. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. So uh, let's go back to um, growing up uh, in in your hometown. You do your senior year uh, with your parents in Vegas. Is that, is that right? Yep, parents are in Vegas, and I stayed back, completed my senior year. All right. And then uh, what's what's the next step after high school? Did you go straight to the military? No, I actually went, uh, I spent the summer out in Vegas with my parents, uh, worked all summer, 
um, at a car dealership. I was actually a detailer. It was a huge car dealership. 630 cars on the lot. Mm-hmm. So wow. they had, oh, yeah, God. 630 cars on the lot. Yeah. Um, I've detailed cars for the vice president of Miller Brewing Company um, to mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whoever shows up in Vegas. Guys went in. They had two guys that won big, came and paid cash for Corvettes. Uh, just craziness out there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and I'm so I'm back there working for nine bucks an hour trying to get some gunk out of your tire, you know, um, <laughs> sucking farts out of seats. That's what I did for a living. But uh, <laughs> so I stayed out there and I actually went to college, came back to Pittsburgh, came back here and I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I'm artsy on that way. I, I was in um Visual communications, which is pretty much like marketing design, kind of like uh, advertising is yeah. pretty much what it was. Um, so I hung out there. I say hung out. Um, I hung out there for a couple of months. And then, you know, dad says, well, college isn't for partying. So figure it out or get out. So um, I got <laughs> out. <laughs> I left college. Um, I did the first semester, came back. And then just hanging around, I started working as a paint contractor. Um, so I was painting brand new houses, um, office buildings, stuff like that. And then it just got to the point to where um, I said, I got to do something. I always wanted to join the military. I did. Um, I'm actually fourth generation army. My son's fifth generation army. So that was important to me. Awesome. Um, yeah. But I just, you know, being 18, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I had things to do that were more important than you know, being responsible, you know? So, um, so that's what I did. Uh, joined in when I joined in July of 1995, I graduated 94, joined the army in July of, uh, July 11th of 1995. I left for the army basic training on November 22nd of 95. Uh, I arrived at basic training three o'clock in the morning of Thanksgiving. And our Thanksgiving meal was an MRE and we had to eat it in silence and not allowed to sleep. And, you know, just wondering what I did, you know, I was like, what am I doing here? I'm like, I could be in bed right now. I could be partying. I could be doing a lot of things right now, except sitting here eating some dehydrated eggs and being told to shut up. And I don't know anybody. (laughs) <laughs> you know so it's like okay uh, i went to fort sill oklahoma and back then it was eight weeks it was eight weeks long so i went to fort sill oklahoma and then then uh yeah that was rough and then we went to and then my job training my ait uh was in huntsville alabama there at redstone arsenal oh and uh i, I, I grew up in Oh, okay. wow. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time. We call it Red Rock. I spent a lot of time with Red Rock. Red Rock. Yep. Yep. Been a lot, yeah. Did all my advanced training in because in, at my MOS, I was an ammunition specialist. So that's where my schooling was. Okay. So yeah. when you go to yeah. advanced training in your job, you go back to the same location where you received your initial most times. So, yeah, I've been to Huntsville. I was there like probably a half dozen times. I've, I've been temporarily assigned and going to schools. So was there for 10 weeks, came home for a couple weeks. And then I was stationed at uh, Fort Hood, Texas, first cab division, aviation, Apaches, longbows, taking out the bad guys from far away, you know, so um, mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. First deployment was at Fort Hood. 
we um, okay. the first deployment was actually Border Patrol. They sent us down to Kingsville, Texas, to pull Border Patrol for some reason. They were having a, a more an, more than average surge for some reason. Don't know why. This was been nineteen ninety seven. So then, um, yeah, went down, pulled border patrol on Mexico. And uh, it's amazing what those border patrol guys do and get zero respect for. I tell you, it is amazing what they got to deal with. And it's nonstop. I mean, we'd sit there and watch. We were sitting in their truck and they got this like 25 foot eye that raises up and goes up over. And it's like infrared night vision. We're looking at these, Mm -hmm. the Mexicans from a mile and a half out. And they're walking right along the border, the fence line. And I was like, "What?" They're just marching like ants, just going like ants. And he said, "Just wait." He said, "The culverts up here." He's like, "That's where they're going to try to cross." So we're watching them. There's probably about thirty to forty um, immigrants on the side, and they're all carrying bales of marijuana on their shoulders. So they're just trying to get to the culvert. And they all got ropes to him. So one guy, they let him go under the culvert and then they just start attaching bales of marijuana and he just starts pulling them over because the marijuana is more important than the actual people. The people are allowed to come over. Some are, but most aren't because that's their mules. That's who they get to go. But they'll let some come over. But before they do that, the drug comes over first. So I'm just like, we're sitting there watching this. And I'm just like, you're just going to let these guys, you just let them do this. He's just like, no, just wait. So we're sitting there. So anyways, they start piling, they start crawling through the culvert and they're shoving these bales. I mean, bales of marijuana. And you're just like, holy cow, what's going on? And uh, so they come over and they get about three quarters of the way through. And all of a sudden you just see these big floodlights. Hold on, I got something popping up. You just see these big floodlights pop up and just lights up the desert in today. And it's just, and all of a sudden you just see people taking off like cockroaches gone. So they're trying to get back over into the culvert and they're trying to kick the marijuana back over so it doesn't get seized. They're not worried about them because they know they're going to get taken care of and we're either going to get to stay or we're going to get sent back. Either way, it doesn't matter. But if I lose this crop, now my family's in danger, I'm in danger. So it was amazing watching. And I was like, how often, like, are you guys do these patrols? He's like, we've been doing this every night for the last six months. And I'm like, wow. So that was per se my first deployment as a young private. And I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, what is going on? And we got up in helicopters and started watching. And it's just, it's amazing what goes on down at that border every day that people just yeah. don't see. Unless you're there, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyways, I was at Hood. Yeah, I was at Hood two years and then... Uh, Got married uh, September 26th of 97. I wrote that down. I'm glad I got that right. I'd have been in trouble. I, I knew what. I knew the date. I just didn't know. I had to remember the year. I get it confused with my oldest son's birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm a loud one, right? So, yeah, we got married in 97. Um, and then. Had Gavin, our oldest, in 98, July of 98, and we left Hood in September, and we were going to Germany. Got assigned to Germany for three years, and uh, okay, we went over there as a young family. Gavin was three months old when we went to Germany, um, so oh, wow. loved it. Beautiful. Europe's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You've been there. You know, and uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just, there's just so many 
So um, spent three years in Germany, deployed from Germany, went to uh, went through the Middle East. We didn't hang out. Our main mission was over in Kosovo. If you remember when all that went down back in 99, uh, a lot of people forgot about it. A lot of people don't even recognize it, you know, or understand it. But that was, yeah, a lot of genocide. Yeah, it was. We ran into things that we weren't expecting to run into in Macedonia and um, Albania is where I spent a lot of the time uh, on Tirana, which was our capital, the capital of them. And that's where we were. And uh, but, yeah, we ran into a lot of things. A lot of things that we ran into was discovery learning and uh, in the sense of military intelligence and the higher ups didn't know some of the things that we were finding and running into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, something. Yeah. So we, we found a few surprises and kept us there a little bit. But, um, yeah, left there. The, that was like, or, or, uh, Catherine, you have a, did they travel yeah. with you through that or did they? No, they're back, back in Germany. Actually, I think she went home. She took Gavin home uh, back to the States while I was deployed. And that's what a lot of spouses do. Some will stay and some will go back just because if you got a lot of, you know, if you got kids and stuff like that or whatever, it's just family. Plus it helps you. It's hard being around a base when, you know, people are deployed, you know, it's hard to see other soldiers and stuff and it's hard to, you know, so if you just kind of get out of that environment just to breathe a little bit, you know, when somebody, you know, is over, but, um, yeah, they go back to the States. That was, and then we came back and then I got in recruiting. They stuck me in the recruiting command. So I'd rather be deployed getting shot at than have to go to a high school and recruit kids. Hands down, (laughs) hands down, hands down. Toughest job in the military. Mm -hmm. Toxic job, very toxic, very rough environment. What have you done for me lately business? Um, There's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, You got certain quotas you got to meet. You got to, yeah. Well, and you got to meet them by, you used to have to meet them by gender. You used to have, you know, but now we got to meet them by MOSs, jobs. We got to meet them by um, intelligence level. So they'll put me on, they'll put me on for a kid. Cause there's really, I don't want to get, start going crazy with it, but the ASVAB, you know, the ASVAB is the entrance exam. There's three tests. There are three scores on it, A, B, and fail. Anything above a 50 is an A. 31 to a 49 is a B. Anything below a 31 is failing. So we have to recruit according to those scores. So if I put in, I could put in 10 kids in one month who scored between a 31 and 49. But if I missed that one mission to where I had to put in a kid over 50, then I was getting training as if I didn't know my job. So yeah, they would... Oh, you! I'm calling houses on Sunday. I'm in class A's. I'm in dress blues. I mean, and when do you talk to parents? You got to wait till mom and dad's home, right? right? So when's Johnny? Hey, Johnny, when's mom and dad get home? Well, mom and dad said they can meet you at seven tonight. So I just work from seven in the morning. Now I'm just going to go straight. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very toxic mm-hmm. environment. It's tough, but it's recruiting. It's got to be done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was in recruiting 15 years because once they wouldn't let me out because they call it the mafia recruiting is like, they, 
the recruiting commands, the mafia, the military, <laughs> they really are. I mean, they were pulling SF guys into recruiting and they, and they couldn't get out of it. I'm like, we're in the middle of conflicts and we're pulling green berets out yeah, to go yeah. talk to kids in high school. Are you kidding me? Wow. And because wow. that's what the green beret wants to be doing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's how we look at it. And we understand. You know, look, we when we sign that, when you sign that dotted line, you're willing to do whatever they tell you to do, you know, but and when you work outside of your scope and it's not something you want to be doing, um, that's where the discipline part comes in. Cause it's hard doing something for that long that you do not enjoy, but right. you make the best of it, you know, and stuff, but it, it takes well, care well, of you. It, it, I mean, that you, multiple levels of sacrifice right yeah there's an aspect of being in the military that comes from inherent sacrifice it is yeah and the biggest sacrifice to all of that is family it really is it's it's soldiers and so are the kids you know um because when you go on deployment they go on deployment now they got to create a lifestyle you're gone for months at a time and you come back and they created this world without you And you come back and they're just like, well, no, I asked mom, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Or, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, I'm interrupting. It's like, it's like, I'm your, you know, you're interrupting. So it takes a while to get, you know, um, fortunately, you know, I mean, Catherine, she's just, I couldn't ask for a better military spouse. I honestly couldn't. She, uh, I mean, she's, she's been through a lot, you know, whatever I went through, she had to go through and uh, the kids went through, you know, but. Yeah, you know, and the kids. Uh, how did y'all meet? Ah, okay. We met over the phone. Um, this was, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's all we had because the internet was just ramping up. That's when the internet was nothing but chat rooms, you know. <laughs> and you got mail. That's yeah. <laughs> gong 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 listening to it yeah it's just like and then it wouldn't connect after five minutes yet yeah so anyways i met her over the phone i was stationed at fort hood i would have been i was what 19 i was 20 at this time i was 20 years old she was a senior in high school so people were like oh you know so we're about three years apart three and a half years age-wise so um, yeah, she was actually, she was actually the girlfriend of one of the soldiers that I was in a platoon with. And yeah, yeah, I'm the good guy here. Hold on. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring him around your wife, you know. <laughs> yeah. Note taken. No. <laughs> here's what happened. Honest to God's truth. So I'm in my barracks room and I'm hanging out and I walk over to this guy's room and he's on the phone. We're hanging out. He's on the phone. Well, he's on the phone with Catherine. That's his girlfriend. And so anyways, he honestly says, he's like, Hey, I got to go take a crap. Talk to my friend. (laughs) This is how I met Catherine. (laughs) So, Thanks to his bowel movement, you know, I've been married 26 years. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, 
so he puts me on the phone. I'm just like, uh, hello. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, uh, his name was Mike. And she said, he's, she's like, I said, Mike just gave me the phone. She's like, oh, hey, I is Catherine, you know, whatever. So we just started talking. That was like on the phone, like 10 minutes, whatever. So he comes out of the bathroom and I give him my phone, give him the phone back. And I think, and I think Catherine will tell you this, but I don't think I did. And I don't know how she got my number, but she said that I gave her my number to my room because <laughs> I left his room and went to my room. And 10 minutes later, my phone rang and I picked it up and it was her. And I was like, oh, hey. So we just continued on the conversation. So, I mean, not that it, you know, they were breaking up. Not that, you know, I wasn't trying to come in and do anything. So she was, she was just, she's, you know, we started talking and they had broken up anyways and stuff like this. So we just started talking. That was in like July of 96, August of 96, something like that. Never met her yet. She was an All-American cheerleader. She actually, she performed in the Hula Bowl her senior year when they used to hold it, you know. I don't know if they still do or not. So she performed in the halftime show. um, And on her way back, they had a layover in Dallas. Fort Hood's about three and a half hours south of Dallas. Or uh, north of, yeah, south of Dallas. So two o'clock in the morning, me and my buddy hop in a car. I said, I'm going to go meet this girl. Let's go. So... We jumped in the car and we went to um, went to Dallas Fort Worth and uh, got there. Was it Mike? That's it. And this is when you could get past security. Anybody could be at the gate. DFW. <laughs> so I show up and I'm standing at the gate and there's all these female, all these girls walking off the plane. And I'm just like, man, I hope I don't pick the wrong one. I'm sitting there trying to look. I'm look. All these girls walking off and you know, uh, somewhere dressed and cheerleader stuff and whatever, you know, I'm just like, Oh, so anyway, she found me and we sat down we talked and, um, by the end of the conversation, um, I had put a ring on her finger. First time I met her, I put a ring on her finger there in the airport and people were just like, what to that? And, uh, it's been, it's burning the hole in my pocket. And I was just like, you you know, I'm not going to say anything. You know, and just, I just showed up at the airport. And then when I saw her, I was just like, okay, you know, and uh, we started talking and we just gelled. Everything was weirdly right. You know how that is. And just, so I put a ring on her finger and that was, that would have been January of 97. Um, First time I met her, she goes home. She's finishing her senior year. She's hiding the ring. New Hampshire. She's from New Hampshire. Yep. So, okay. so she goes home and she's trying to, she only wears the ring at school, Which you know, showing off her friends. Like I'm engaged to this soldier, okay. you know, she's, and uh, so she forgets to take it off one time while she's at the house and uh, her mom catches it. Of course, her dad, you know, right. dad's being dad. And I love her dad. Her dad and I get along great. You know, but uh-huh. back then, I think I was pretty, um, I tried to avoid him <laughs> um, just because he was dad, you know, but he was, he was a good guy, straightforward guy. There's a joke that, that that's uh-huh. now going around and fling golf. Some of them do know about, it. they call me OD now, mm-hmm. some of the Delaware people, because they know the story. Again, talking about first times on meeting people, 
So taking you back, mm-hmm. she graduates high school. She's getting ready to graduate high school. So I met her in January of 97. It's now May, June of 97. She's getting ready to graduate. And this is the first time I'm meeting her parents. So I fly up from Fort Hood, take leave. And uh, I don't pay attention. I just wearing my hat and my hat Mm -hmm. says it's got, you know, like the medical symbol with like the, the snake that's wrapped around the staff or whatever. Well, mine wasn't, it wasn't exactly a snake that was wrapped around the shaft. And it did, it looked like the medical. <laughs> so now the guys in, in Delaware call me OD. So, <laughs> so I'm oblivious. I have no idea. The whole trip. Don't say a thing. I don't find out till years later, you know, she's like, well, he said, you got a lot of growing up to do. And I was like, well, made him say that, you know, what was it that made him say that? He's like, she's like, probably your orgasm donor hat that you had on your head. And I was just like, I wore that to meet your dad. She's like, yeah, you hugged my mom too with that hat on. (laughs) So as a dad, it's just like, yeah, I wonder what this guy's, but, uh, but no, it worked out. We got along, we hunt, we fished, you know, um, we're a lot of like, Oh, Now we're downsizing to Delaware. Many thanks again to Soldier Boy for uh, the conversation. Can't wait to see you in Virginia. Can't wait to team up with you um, in the team's tournament and come up with a a great name uh, for us. Um, uh, I've got uh, at least one more episode uh, that's going to be released before uh, the Virginia Open, which is October 21, 22, 23, uh, right around the corner. Uh, make sure that you're registered. Make sure you sign up. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things happening for that. Um, should be a beautiful time uh, out here in the Shenandoah Valley, and uh, really can't wait to, to see you. So practice up. Um, if you can't make it, uh, you know, uh, l- let's uh, look forward to uh, next year's slate of um of events and um, really looking forward to finishing this season strong. So I uh, hope you have a great day, great evening, great morning, wherever you're listening and happy flinging y'all.